What is up, Finn fans, and welcome back to the 305 Finns Podcast. I'm your host, Finns TV 305, and today we are now one day away from training camp, and the excitement is building, the buzz is building up, and football season is approaching. We are almost back to football season, and football, football we finally get some football now as tomorrow. Tuesday, July 26th, tomorrow the Miami Dolphins veterans report to training camp. Last week, on Tuesday, the Miami Dolphins rookies reported to training camp. And now we get the whole team at training camp and training camps back up to um, to a full team training camp. And it officially starts tomorrow as the veterans and the rookies report to training camp tomorrow. And, yeah, man, it's that time of year again. We're in August. Training camp is is literally tomorrow. And, and then this Saturday is back together Saturday. And all the teams will have their training camp started, I believe, on Saturday, July 30th, which is this Saturday. And um, it's going to be really exciting, guys. Um, I'm going to be talking about today. In today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a lot of training camp storylines for the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to be talking about Raheem Mostert as he got cleared today to get to participate in training camp. And also I'm going to be talking about um, Byron Jones and his injury or the how he's starting off um, training camp on the physically unable to perform list. So I'm going to be talking about that. And I'm also going to be talking about Tua a little bit and the defense and what I'm excited for this season for the Miami Dolphins. So, without being without further ado, let's get into this episode of the 305 Fins Podcast. So, training camp starts tomorrow. I'm really excited for the, this Dolphins team. It's a new beginning, the Mike McDaniel era. And it's going to be a really exciting season for the Miami Dolphins. A lot to look forward to. A lot of players to watch out for in training camp. It's going to be really exciting. Um... And we've added so many new additions to this team. We made some big splashes this offseason. It's really going to be a very fun season to watch for this Miami Dolphins team. We're going to be a lot better. Um, it's going to be pretty. There's going to be some pretty interesting things to look out for in training camp. So let's break those down. So let's start off here with Raheem Mostert. So Raheem Mostert. As you guys know, today he was cleared for to participate in training camp today. And as you guys know, you may know he is coming off that injury he had from um from lat the beginning of last season. So Raheem Mostert, he's coming off that injury. I think he had yeah, he he did a great job coming back from that injury. He's one hundred percent cleared, but I think the Dolphins, from what I think, I think the Dolphins are going to be trying try to be cautious about this. They're cautious with Raheem Mostert as they try and work him into the system. And Raheem Mostert already knows the system here with Mike McDaniel because he played with Mike McDaniel back in with the San Francisco 49ers. And Mike McDaniel really helped or with that run game that they had in San Francisco. And Raheem Mostert knows Mike McDaniel very well. They're really close together, and they 
really built a good relationship together and they um they have a lot of experience together and they worked very well together and he and I know um Raheem Mostert didn't participate in OTAs he didn't participate in any of the offseason activities for the on-field work for the Miami Dolphins this offseason so he's been sent out Sitting out watching his like guys like Chase Edmonds. He's been watching guys like Sony Michelle and all those guys going to work. But now, the fortunately, he still knows the system and he knows everything. And the for Mike for the Mike what Mike McDaniel is gonna bring here to Miami. And he also and he knows the system. Yeah, he knows everything. And we paid him like three million dollars. So. On his for his contract, I think, and yeah, Raheem Mostert. Yes, he was actually on the Dolphins in 2015, but I don't think he really played too much. He was born. He was actually born in the state of Florida in Daytona Beach, and he is a track star and a great football player at New Smyrna Beach High School in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. So this and this guy's got a lot of speed, but um, I think it might take a little, a couple, um couple weeks for him to get back to that full strength so we're going to try and slowly be cautious and work him into that running back mix and um get him some reps but we need to he needs to get back into his form but um and get back into football shape I, th- I think he's he's gonna do a great job with that um i heard he's been rehabbing he's done a great job i saw him on his twitter and he um gave a good shot he, some shout outs to all the people that helped him in his recovery process. He got injured at the beginning of last season. Not too far into the season last year. But um yeah man, he's guys, he's been doing a great job from when he has been playing. But um Raheem Mostert is really looking to come back strong from that injury. He's he's gonna be and also um let me know or actually well, this is the podcast, but um, let's talk about who's gonna be that starter week one for the running backs. So our running back room, here's what it's looking like. So we got um Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals. We got Raheem Mostert, and we got Sony Michelle, who we picked up from the Rams, and he's a South Florida native. He played his High school football at American Heritage High School in Plantation, Florida, which is just twenty mile about twenty miles away from Hard Rock Stadium. And then we got Miles Gaskin. He's gonna be comp- fighting for our roster spot this year. And Savan Ahmed and Jared Dokes. And also a guy to really watch out for, an undrafted free agent that we signed out of South Carolina, Zaquandre Wright. He's a guy to really watch out for in training camp when it comes to the running back room. So. Um, but Raheem most, I think, right now, this is hard. It's really between Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert. But for now, I'm going to give the slight nod to Chase Edmonds. But there is a lot of people that said maybe Raheem Mostert, because I, I kind of want um, Raheem Mostert to start. But I think we're going to be more, the Dol- Miami Dolphins are going to be more cautious. And then we try and work them into the system a little bit. And um, But honestly, how he does in training camp. I'm really excited to see Raheem Mostert get those reps. He's going to do a great job in training camp. Um, and he's, he's, he's got 
a lot of speed. He is a track star. He is one of the fat. He's really fast. He's one of the more underrated fast guys in the league, in the National Football League. Um, he's he's got a lot of speed, man. And I see him on tape. He looks really good as he bounces it out. out he bounces it outside, and then he can find it. He's running outside and going forward a little bit, and then he find he looks inside, finds that crease on the inside, and bounces it back and smoothly bounces it back inside and takes it to the house. And he and he's got a lot of speed. He can turn on the jets, and this guy's got a, a lot of top end speed. Um, so he's he's right to get those football legs back in shape. Again, um, I'm excited for Raheem Mostert, and I knew I was excited for when we got him because I knew we got a speedster. Everyone wants to talk about Tyreek Hill, Cedric Wilson Jr., and um, Jalen Waddle and all the speed we got out there, but also we got a lot of speed in the backfield. Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert and Sonny Michelle, all really fast guys, so that's going to be exciting. And today I just found out he was 30 years old. Raheem Mostert's only 30, he's 30 years old, but there's a thing you got taken to, like, the, there's a good part of him being 30 years old, because um, you got to pay attention to, like, his wear and tear is like, like, um, and he's really good for a running back with that speed and everything at 30 years old, but, um, Man, I did not know that. I just realized he was 30 years old. But, um, yeah, man. But let's talk about some more about Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, I don't think he really... He's been in the league for like 10 years, I think. I don't know. But um, he's been here for, in the league for a while. So, um, and he was also um, playing... Yeah, he played with the Dolphins. He was with the Dolphins in 2015. But um, he also... Um, Chase, I mean, Raheem Mostert, when he did, when he finally got to really play, which was 2018, with the 49ers, and I saw him in that 2019 NFC Championship game against the Green Bay Packers, and oh my goodness, he went crazy. Like, the, this guy was just going absolutely crazy in that game. He rushed for a lot, I forgot how many rushing yards it was, but he had a, that was probably the best game of his career. In my opinion, um, he just went absolutely crazy in that game against the Packers. He had an amazing game. He had a lot of carries. He had a, a huge amount of rushing yards in that game and a bunch, a bunch of rushing touchdowns. Like Mostert was destroying the Packers in that game on the ground. And I know a lot of people say he. Some people say he relies too heavily on good blockers, but and his speed, but I think he can, um, he's more than that, um, he's really gonna bring a lot to the table for the Dolphins this season, yeah, but, um, Raheem Mostert, when he was with the 49ers, like, 2019 and 2020, he was doing, before he got injured last season, and I know he's got injured a lot since 2017, but, um, when he has been playing, he's been a absolute game-breaker, like, um, Raheem Mostert's done an excellent job, um, and he can beat a lot of guys with his speed and elusiveness, but he's, he can also, 
hey, I never know when he can lower that shoulder when he's running down the sideline and a deep safety's taking an angle at him, and then he can lower that shoulder. Who knows, man? Um, but yeah, he's probably gonna have to put a little bit more muscle on, um, or more weight if he wants to be more of a physical running back like that. But I don't think he's that kind of running back. But um, but he is a really good special running back that we got. He's gonna be um a big contribution to our season this season, this year, and we got a good backfield now. We got three offseason additions in the running back room, and also Zaquandre Wright from Zaquandre White from South Carolina, the undrafted free agent running back from this year's draft. But um, now let's get into Byron Jones real quick, and then we're gonna talk about training camp and all the stuff, all the storylines that are gonna go into training camp this season. So Byron Jones, so real quick, um, Byron Jones, he was on the um, he was placed on the physically unable to perform list. And I know a lot of you guys are saying it's not really a big deal, he, but for me it's kind of concerning, cause I would rather have him, I wanna have him. Recovering sooner than sooner than later, because um, I don't want to start off the season all, all dinged up in the secondary, and then I, yeah, I don't want to start the season all dinged up in the secondary, and then um, we're gonna have to play some zone or something. I, I'm tired of that. Like from last season, at the the defense, yeah, as good as the defense was, when we were pl- we weren't being as aggressive early in the season. With that defense, and it was it was really concerning, man, and it didn't really look good. But then when we started after that, and during that, it was after during that seven game losing streak. But the seven game win streak, we looked a lot better because we were returning to that aggressive twenty twenty defense that we saw from two thousand twenty. So, um, yeah, man, Byron Jones, I, I really hope that's kind of concerning. But I know it gives the younger guys a chance to get some more reps and in training camp. And that's something to look out for. But I really hope Byron Jones, uh, yeah, because Byron Jones did have that surgery um, not too long ago. He opted to have that surgery. Cause, um, so I'm, I hope he re- really, I hope he recovers um, sooner than later, guys. That's kind of concerning for me because I don't want to, um, I don't want to have the zone defense and we're all dinged up in the secondary at the beginning of the season. That's not going to be too good. Um, and we need to see those other guys step up in training camp if we want. If if Byron Jones doesn't somehow for some reason doesn't start week one, but yeah, someone's got to be ready to answer the call. Trill Williams, Noah Igbenogany, those guys are gonna really have to step up. Um, especially Noah Igbenogany, because there's it's not just Tua who's all. All the pressures on him. There's also pressure on other guys too, like Austin Jackson on the offensive line. You got um, Solomon Kinley on the offensive line. There's a lot of guys. Miles, maybe Miles Gaskin, um, Noah Igbenogany. That's a guy for sure. There's a lot of guys on the hot seat to make the team, make the roster here for training camp, especially Solomon Kinley and stuff. And yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, they say they say Tua, but um, yeah. Now without. Out of the way. Now we're going to talk about training camp. Training camp is tomorrow for the veterans. The veterans report tomorrow. 
it's and I, I believe it's not in full pads. So, yeah, they usually don't start in full pads. They start in kind of what they were wearing for OTAs and stuff and all that on-field work they were doing in the off-season program. But, um, yeah, man, still, it's exciting to get football back. I'm going to be doing a lot of coverage on my YouTube channel at FinsTV305 on YouTube. P-H-I-N-S-305 TV. Or no, TV305, my bad. But, um, yeah, go check out my YouTube channel on YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Turn on your notifications. And, um... Hit that like button on my videos and share my videos. Comment down below on my videos what you guys think. And make sure you guys go check it out on YouTube. That's Again, that's Finns TV 305 That's my YouTube channel. And I'm going to be having live training camp. I'm going to have training camp coverage throughout training camp this um, for training camp this year. Um, I'm trying to see what it's looking like for my high school football schedule, though. Because I got practice in the morning and stuff. And I think we got meetings sometime in the, later in the afternoon. But I'll see. I'll try. I'll try and figure it out. And that starts. All oh, that starts next week. But um, this week, um, I'm gonna be tr trying to do as much as I can on my ch YouTube channel because I'm free this week. But um, yeah, man. Back, back guys. Back in the training camp. Um. So some guys. Let's talk about some guys that are. Um. Let's talk about. Let's start off with Tua. So, I I try not to do. I'm not a Tua hater, but I'm not like a Tua fan who's just disguised as a Dolphins fan. You know what I'm saying? But um, like I feel like just a lot of these guys just on YouTube, they're just arguing about. They're constantly arguing about Tua and this and that. There's Tua haters, Tua nears, all that, whatever you want to say. And then Tua's like, hey, look, look at all these. And the keyboard warriors, yeah, all that stuff. But um, me, I don't. I try and stay out of all that, guys. Um, yeah, man. Tua's our quarterback, and this, simply put, Tua, it's either Tua time or we're moving on, probably. Like, and there's people talking about. I I have faith in Tua, yeah, but there's people talking, and there's people again. There's people talking about next year's draft. There's probably gonna be some good quarterbacks there. But they're acting like Tua is not gonna succeed. I think he has he knows what it takes. Um, and Tua, I understand his flaws and stuff. But hey, if Tua, Tua better, and Tua has no excuses, no excuses now. This year is his year to shine, and this this year is his year to prove it. But I just hate that it's such a dividing thing in this fan base. It, it divides the fan base, and we're supposed to be together as a Miami Dolphins family and community and help each other support each other and and this is dividing our fan base and i feel so bad for a guy like tua a young guy who has great great leadership and great work ethic and he's coming here to work and these guys are just bashing him and he's taking a lot of heat from this from the media and everybody because tua is not like a guy like johnny manzel who's who just wants to goof off off the field and all that stuff and just not do anything. Tua's coming here to work, guys. He has that mindset. I love his how he's build, building his leadership. But Tua's coming here to work. I see him getting to, getting to work off, outside of the practice and everything, 
getting all the receivers and the Dolphins and the offense together for some training sessions outside of the work, outside of OTAs and stuff like um, when they're on vacation and stuff. So, and when they broke for summer. So, he was getting that extra work and I love that seeing that. A lot of people question his work ethic, but Tua knows what it takes. He knows that he's got a lot of pressure on him. So, a lot of pressure on him. So, um, Tua knows what he's facing. We just need to see him. Um, yeah, because, guys, we don't want to be like a divided fan base. Um, like, come on, we got to support him. He's our quarterback. But, again, if he fails this year, then I don't know, man. Because Tua, we, I understand a lot of his flaws. He's got a lot of um, things he can work on. And then hopefully he can work on those in training camp. And he's hopefully he's been working on those this off, throughout this offseason. Um, but let's talk about what I want to see from him. Um, what I want to see from him. And he, I want him to improve on. So first of all, a thing that really um he needs to work on he really needs to work on it is processing the field and also when he's in the pocket this is a fact from last season guys when Tua has or was in the pocket and I'm not talking about no sending pressure or anything or QB hits or any of that but like when he was in the pocket last year and he was given more than two and a half seconds in the pocket he was one of the statistically he was one of the mo- the worst quarterbacks in the league. Think about that, guys. And also Tua, and I think that has to do with the fact that he needs to he lacked processing the his lack of processing the field, and that led to a lot of his mistakes. And Tua, yeah, we drafted him. He hasn't, and he hasn't really. Is this we haven't? He hasn't done anything special. These past two years, but it's not like he's a bad quarterback. He's he he knows he's the fifth round or the fifth pick overall in the draft, and he's got to live up to that. And it's gonna look bad on him if he doesn't. And like, remember they're saying we should have got Justin. Some people said we should have got Justin Herbert over Tua, and that they wanted Justin Herbert over Tua. And now look at Justin Herbert, what he's doing in Los Angeles, looking really good and with the Chargers. And he's looking forward to another good season in L.A. But meanwhile, Tua, um, Tua's, and I'm tired of these games where it's like a win-and-you're-in game, and and then Tua, and it ends up being Tua's worst performance of the season. So it ends up like it's a win, like, for example, the Tennessee Titans game last season. Tua had a very bad game. I think it was one of his, it was probably his worst performance of the season, his worst game of the season. Uh, so um, yeah, Tua against the Titans, he like he just wasn't ready for it. The rain, it was it was cold in the rain. Um, the weather was affecting him a lot. Um, Tua was just struggling. He was missing these wide open passes, and a lot of people are on the narrative that Tua can't throw the football deep, which he can. We've seen him do it before, 
but rarely. We hit him. We saw him hit a 69-yarder. Well, you gotta look at how long, the, how far the ball went, and the air and everything, and the yards. Not just the run after the catch, that a short run after the catch that Mac Hollins had. And Mac Hollins, he's not with us anymore. He's on the Raiders. But um, and then he had another one to Mac Hollins against the Saints. But um, that was cut. But he couldn't throw it. I don't want to sit here and try and blame the O line too much. I mean, yeah, I know it was really bad last year, but yeah, a lot of people, and I saw a lot of people heard a lot of people arguing about the O line and Tua and everything on these shows and these panels on YouTube and stuff in the Miami Dolphins community. But anyway, back to this. Um, yeah, that Titans game, Tua was not very good. Like Tua had such a bad game. Offense struggled, couldn't do anything. And a lot of people say they want to. And also, look, let's talk about the Jets game. The Jets game in December, we almost. We could have lost. I think the defense really helped us win that. Come back and win that game. Because they had a better second half performance. And Tua threw three interceptions against the Jets in that game. And that was not very good. And he threw a pick six that he shouldn't have thrown. Against the Jets in that game, that brought that made the Jets almost come back and win that game. But um, luckily the defense helped us out a little bit, and then Tua also came back a little bit and rebounded a little bit and helped us. And he threw some nice, uh, threw a nice touchdown pass to Devontae Parker to help us. Um, I think that that touchdown put us in front. I don't know, but um, yeah, but Tua. A lot of people talk about they want. A lot of people talk about like they want to run the. Ball, now we got this new zone running scheme, and then we're gonna run the ball and stuff. We can run it for a couple of plays, and then we can hit them with a play action. Like, yeah, I like that idea. But these def, think about the defenses we're gonna go up. We're gonna be going up against this year, and just any defense in the league, and especially in the AFC. But um. These defenses are gonna be trying. They're gonna try and scheme around us, and they're gonna be. And the question is, are these defenses gonna be ready for our offense, especially in the passing game? But or actually in the run game, right now, passing game. But um, yeah. But in the run game, and like our offensive strategy, we gotta really t- take that into consideration and take that into account because. We gotta think about how we're game planning against these good defenses in the AFC. Like these defenses are gonna be ready for us. A lot of these defenses, they're gonna because we we can't. I don't know if we can power run or do a power run game with against these defenses, but um, because I don't know if that's what our offense is designed for. Like this offensive line and stuff, but the, this offensive line is gonna be. Um, something to watch out for, cause you need an an our and this is a zone running scheme. You're gonna need a lot of athletic offensive linemen. Like Austin Jackson's gonna have to be, and he's pretty athletic. He just hasn't shown. He has struggled a lot in his time with the Dolphins so far. But um, we need a lot of athletic offensive linemen in this zone running scheme. They need to get to the second level. They need to do all that stuff, moving around. Yeah, man. 
but it's not it's not very a very physical ground and pound hard nose um power running game um it's more it's a more of a zone run scheme but um yeah and then yeah they're saying we can just run it a couple times and then hit them with the play action but yeah these defenses gonna be ready and I think um Tua and I know and I'm gonna take you guys back to last season but I know this was against some bad pretty bad teams like the Panthers and the Giants but um on tape I saw against the Panthers and I know Tua's really good with the RPO but we're probably not gonna use that a lot anymore this season now considering all the all the offensive weapons we have now but like Tyreek Hill and stuff but um um, what's it called? I saw it on tape against the Panthers and how Tua, and I I want to see him do this against elite defenses. And has he done it? And could he do it last season against a good defense? Probably not. Probably yeah no. And he's and I know the Watson rumors made us look. It was pretty embarrassing, but just saying I don't I know I believe in Tua. I have faith in him. He's not, he's nowhere near like a, let's say Deshaun Watson's floor. And I'm, I'm telling you that, guys. He's, but forget Watson now. It's Tua time. And, but I saw Tua, he can move. Something he does good. He does, he does pretty well. I know, this, again, this is the RPO, but he can move the defense he can move in some defenders with his eyes. I love that he can do that. But question is, can he do that against a good elite defense? Because again, those that was against the Panthers, right, and the Giants. So I want to see him do that. And last season again, he couldn't do that against a good defense, like in that seven-game losing streak. Because that seven-game win streak, I know. It was, yeah, we played a banged up Ravens team, and now they're gonna be fully recovering this year. In week two, when we play them, and they're gonna be ready. They got and they got a great secondary with Marcus Peters, Chuck Clark, um, Kyle Fuller. At now that they added recently, and um, yeah, that secondary is gonna be pr- pretty good. So that's gonna be a big matchup week two to watch out for Tyree Kill. And Jalen Waddle and that Dolphins passing attack versus that Ravens secondary. But um, yeah, that's a game where Tua is gonna have to step up big time for, for sure. And that's gonna be one of those games where Tua um they're gonna that might like Tua's gonna have to ball out. It might it could come down to an offensive shootout considering what. Lamar, Lamar Jackson's got, but um, and then, um, yeah, but Tua's gonna have to prove that he can do it. He can perform well against these good defenses, cause we've seen him struggle a lot of his struggles, and there's other reasons for his struggles, but they're against good defenses. He's gotta, he's gotta show that he can lead his. He's gonna be a leader, lead his team to the playoffs, and. And help his team win games. And that's what he wants to do. He's got that work ethic and leadership. And all that stuff. But yeah man. 
that's what I got for now on Tua. I'll try not to get up too much or talk too much about Tua and all that. But now let's talk about some other guys to watch out for on training and training camp. And let's talk about the defense. I know there's not there's more. This is probably the last thing I'm gonna be talking about on this episode. But I know a lot of people are, are excited. All these Dolphins fans, not even just Dolphins fans, there's a lot of pe- there's people that like football. They, and also I'll talk about some Madden ratings too. But um, a lot of these people that t- that like football or Dolphins fans, they're all excited to see Tyreek Hill. They're all excited to see Jalen Waddle and this offense ready to explode. But me, as a Dolphins fan, I'm kind of different. Because you know why? I'm ex- some, the thing I'm most excited about this year, as much as I love Ty- this offense, Tyreek Hill, all that, I'm ready for the defense, guys. This defense is ready to eat this year. And I know it's more the same and all that, but this defense is ready to go. And I'm excited. And, yeah, as long as we handle this Byron Jones situation, we should be good. And I'm just so excited. This defense is elite. They're dominant. I think they're pretty pretty close to dominating now. We got to be a top 10. I want us to to be a top 10 defense this year. And then we have one of the best defenses in the league. We have a very, very, very good and talented defense. And I like how we're aggressive. But yeah, you got to talk. I was talking about um Josh Boyer last year. Who was calling the plays last year with Flores, all that stuff. But um that's another conversation. That's a talk, some talks for another time. But this defense... Is re- really looking to keep up the good work. We don't want any. You can't do. They've reached the. I mean, yeah, there's, there could be little areas for improvement, but overall, this defense is fine now, and that's one less thing you have to worry about for Mike McDaniel, who's an offensive-minded coach. Before we had Brian Flores, who's a defensive-minded coach. He really helped out with his defense, uh, and yeah, there's Josh Boyer, but now. Look at the and look at the look at the new coaches we got. I'm so excited, man. We got Sam Madison, Sam Madison as the cornerbacks coach for the Miami Dolphins. You guys, if you guys don't know, if you guys know Miami, you guys know who Sam Madison is, Mister Two Nine, who played cornerback for the Miami Dolphins, um, from the '90s, late '90s to 2000s and stuff. He coached. The corners at St. Thomas Aquinas High School, I believe, and then and Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and then he coached the DBs for the Kansas City Chiefs, and when they won the Super Bowl against the Forty Nine ers, Super Bowl Fifty Four in Miami. So now he's coming back home, man. Welcome home, Sam Madison, Mister Two Nine. But um, I'm really excited, and he played corner for the Dolphins. He had a couple Pro Bowls. And the guy he played with, at also a cornerback on the other side of the field, at corner for the Miami Dolphins, his teammate, Mr. Patrick Sertan Sr. And now his son plays at or with the Denver Broncos um, in the NFL. He was a first-round draft pick, Patrick Sertan second, and he played at Alabama. He played at American Heritage High School in Plantation, in Plantation, Florida. I don't know. I know a lot of guys that come out of there. Um. But 
Um, Patrick Sertan Sr., his dad, played for the Miami Dolphins as well. He was a cornerback. He played with Sam Madison, and now he is a defensive assistant. And he, he coached um, at American Heritage High School in Plantation, Florida. But now he's a defensive assistant coaching with his former teammate Sam Madison for the Miami Dolphins. That's amazing. Xavier Howard going to be, oh, man, don't even get Xavier Howard yet, man. I'm excited for X. And X has been my favorite player in the Dolphins at, at least since 2017. I love Xavier Howard. I'm, I have an Xavier Howard jersey. I just love Xavier Howard. And I play corner just like him. Guys, I, I look up to the guy. So X is he's truly something special for me, man. I love Xavier Howard. And him and Byron Jones going to be like Patrick Sertan and Sam Madison. Man, just a newer version. But um, Xavier Howard, yeah, man, he's a guy's a beast. And I'm going to be talking about his mad, how he got disrespected. I'm mad in 20. I know this is a video game, and I'm not a huge gamer myself. I don't really play video games. When I do, I love Madden. But, um, yeah, I just play that. But, um, yeah, Xavier Howard's going to be a superstar this year. But, um, yeah, man, this, def this defense is going to. They just got to. They can't. They don't have to do anything more. They just got to do what they do best. Just do their thing. Keep up the good work. Keep on doing what they're doing, what they've been doing. Um, but I'm excited for Patrick Sertan and Sam Madison to coach up these guys. You guys know if you if you know Miami, then you know Trick Daddy. Trick Daddy was wearing that Sam Madison Dolphins jersey, Miami Dolphins jersey on his album cover for Thugs Are Us in 2001. Trick Daddy, Thugs Are Us. That's my that's one of my favorite albums. I love Trick Daddy. I'm a huge Trick Daddy fan. But, um, and I've been to his restaurant, Sunday's Eatery. Make sure you guys go eat. It's right next to the Dolphin Stadium in Miami Gardens, next to their practice facility. It's amazing. But, um, yeah. Um, so the defense, I'm so excited. Emmanuel Ogba. Man, let's talk about these Madden ratings, and then I'm going to get into some more about the defense, and we're going to wrap it up. But, these Madden ratings, I know it's just a video game. I'm not a big gamer guy. I'm not really on the electronics that much. Not a little to no. No, I don't really. I just work out and stuff. Um, but, man, Madden 23 coming out less than a month away from Madden 23, I believe. And these Madden ratings come out. Their overalls. And boy, did our defense get disrespected, bro. Our defense was like, uh, man, Jalen Phillips was a 76 only. After what he did last year, what? Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. But, um, and I love John Madden. I love the video game Madden. I've had a lot of a lot of Maddens going back to Madden 04. Mike, that's my favorite Madden. But, uh, yeah, 2004. I have the PC version for that now. I can't get it to work on my... Windows because they don't support that. It's not compatible. I tried everything, but yeah, man. Um. So yeah, this defense and Emmanuel Ogba is only an eighty-three, and then Melvin Ingram is only a 
Man, speaking of Melvin Ingram, I'm really excited. I was so I'm so excited for Melvin Ingram. I'm so happy to have him on our roster, have him on our team. He's gonna be a beast this year. They say he keep he's aging a little bit. He keeps aging. He's getting older now. No, he's still got it in him. The boy's gonna have a great season. But he's only 84 in Madden. That's disrespectful. And then Nick Needham, man. I'm not gonna try and get too much into this. Make this a video game talk show. But Xavier Howard is not even a top 10 corner. He's not even a top 10 corner in this game. He's tied for 10th place, I think. Who was it? AJ Terrell? I don't know. But he's not even in the 90s. He only has 90 speed. He only has 65 strength. I know he still has pick artist and acrobat as one of his abilities. And when I, I play as the Dolphins, when I play Madden, every time I play Madden, and I play on my defense, I, my user player is always Xavier Howard. X is always my user player, and I get picks with him all the time. So it, and it's so much fun. I mean, I'm shutting down these receivers. But um, X is only an 89 overall. Now, that is disrespectful. He has solidified himself as one of the best cornerbacks in the National Football League. He leads the league in interceptions since entering the league in 2016 with almost 30 interceptions, like 26 or 27 interceptions. That's more than J.C. Jackson and everything. Yeah, he's the freaking best out there. Like, he is one of the best corners in the league. He's definitely top top five or top even maybe even top three. And I saw a guy put him in his top ten corners this year for their his list for in the NFL for top ten cornerbacks. And X was at, was there at number two. And guess you already know who's in front of him at number one. Who he put at number one? Guess who it is? You guys are. I don't even have to say it. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. Jalen Ramsey. And that's a reputation thing. Jalen Ramsey's a reputation thing, guys. And and you actually look at it, X on tape. X and X is consistently doing it every single year, man. Like X and he had a he look at X, he got he led the league in pass breakups in twenty twenty. He was uh, a runner up or something. He should have got defensive player of the year twenty and I'm not saying being biased because I'm a Dolphins fan, but X is I'm being real here. X is actually a really good corner. And they just say he's a ball hawk. He's not just a ball hawk. He can actually shut. He's a ball hawk, and he can shut your receiver down the whole game. He's a great lockdown corner. He's great in man-to-man coverage. Press man. Um, he's got great footwork. I see him training with Gridiron Studs. So I don't know if you know him. Chad Wilson, All Eyes DB Camp in South Florida. Shout out to Chad Wilson. I watch him because I play corner myself. But um, and also he trains with Footwork King in Houston, Texas. Um, with the Footwork King himself, Rashad Whitfield, he trains all these elite NFL tr- players with their footwork. And X has great footwork at the line of scrimmage. Great, excellent footwork, stands square. I love Xavier Howard. And he led the league with um, an interceptions with 10 interceptions in 2020. And he led the league. He was tied for most interceptions in the league. With seven interceptions in 2018, tied with Kyle Fuller and Demonte KZ. 
and he made the top NFL top 100 that year and 2020 or like heading into 2021 and he got number 17 on that one that's crazy X is one of the best corners out there and you can we might as well put him at number one that whoever made that list um or X was number two put him at number one because Jalen Ramsey he's he didn't like sometimes I feel like he's overrated I don't know you guys can say whatever you want but Jalen Ram like X is consistently doing it every year I don't see that from Jalen Ramsey guys and if you look at the stats Jalen X is better than Ramsey in a lot of these a lot of these statistics but and on tape I see and I'm a corner my I, I know a lot of a lot about corner I played on my whole life I love playing corner. That's my primary and only position I've played. I'm a great corner, and I look up and I look up to a lot of DBs. And X Xavier Howard is one of them. I play cornerback. I love playing cornerback, and I love watching Xavier Howard. I try not to be the next other guys. I look to look up to. I try to be the next me, but Xavier Howard is definitely a baller. I love watching him. I got an Xavier Howard jersey, and yeah, there's nothing to. Complain about for him now with the contract stuff. That's all over now. Got that settled. He's gonna retire as a dolphin. I hope he does that. He's gonna and he's not gonna just sign one of those one day contract things like if he goes to another team and then retires with the dolphins for the one day contract. No, he's gonna play the rest of his snaps for the um dolphins and he's gonna retire as a Miami dolphin. He'll always be a dolphin forever. And the man's got three Pro Bowls. Three Pro Bowls. And his most recent one coming last season. And he played in it in Las Vegas. Um, and he's got a lot of awards. All pro. He was named a bunch of all pros. This guy's a beast. Um, and also. And, and yeah. Trayvon Diggs had more picks than last year than X did in 2020. By only a little bit. Not the night train, night train lanes, not night train lanes record with fourteen. That's the record, NFL record. But um, um, I would rather have X's interceptions were better. I know his is ten and Diggs is like eleven or twelve. I forgot. Not very far against uh, up on X, but um. I'd rather take Xavier Howard's picks over it against that were good throws than rather than by the quarterback rather than bad throws by the quarterback for Trayvon Diggs interceptions. So, and like especially that one against Mahomes, where that's the crown jewel of all his interceptions for Xavier Howard, the one we went one on one against Tyreek Hill. And now their teammates, Iron Sharpens Iron, right there. And you got Emmanuel Agba going up against Teron Armstead. That's another training camp battle to watch out for. But when we played the Chiefs 2020, X held his own against Tyreek Hill. He was going one-on-one with him on that play. And that was a perfect ball, at least near perfect ball. Great pass by Patrick Mahomes, one of the best quarterbacks out there. Patrick Mahomes the second throws a great ball. Tyreek Hill does a great job, but X plays it even better and stays with them the whole way and then makes a spectacular, acrobatic, one-handed interception on against Tyreek Hill and picks off Patrick Mahomes. And I was watching a video on YouTube, and you already know, I love the 305. 
I love all these Miami rappers. You can go Trick Daddy, Rick Ross, Pitbull. Every I can go on and on and on, but yeah, you X. I don't know if you know the Licking and the restaurant called the Licking in South Beach. It's a restaurant, the one that DJ Khaled owns in Florida. They own that restaurant in, in South Beach, and then um, yeah, DJ Khaled. I know um, Rick Ross was with, went to eat there with Xavier Howard in this YouTube video, and Rick Rose was like. Hey, X, did, has a quarterback ever reached out to you after a game, after you intercept them? And one of the rare, and X was like, yeah, after the, one of the rare quarterbacks to do that um, was Patrick Mahomes after he one-headed him in that game. After the game, Mahomes went up to him and reached out to Xavier Howard after the game. Now that's special. You can respect, and X is an un underrated guy. He's really underrated. He still don't get the attention he deserves or credit he deserves. But, um, yeah, man, X is a baller. He's a great corner. I'm so mad they disrespected him. They did him so. I know it's just a video. And I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I'm actually going to get Madden 23 this year. Let me know. Or actually, no, there's a puck again. But, um, yeah, man, um, Xavier Howard's a baller. I'm so, and then another guy I'm really excited for this year, training camp, or just this seat, and one of my my second favorite player in the Dolphins defense, Emmanuel Ogba. Ogba is a beast, and I love the thing I love about him, and he's put on a he's really he's put on a lot of muscle, man. He's big, he's strong, physical. He's got a great bull rush, but I love the arsenal of pass rush moves he has in his tool belt in his toolbox. He has a whole wide variety of pass rush moves in his toolbox. I love Emmanuel Alba. He's a beast. I'm so happy we paid him. Now it's actually a good way we set up the contract and the extension and everything. Um, I love how he did that. Same with Xavier Howard. That was pretty smart the way to do it. But um, yeah, I'm really excited for Emmanuel Alba. I'm a big Emmanuel Alba fan. I'm so happy for uh, man. He's also one of the more, more underrated defensive linemen and, and or defensive ends in the league. And then also, Christian Wilkins and Zach Seiler, or Sealer. Zach Seeler, start off with Zach. Zach was, he's probably the most underrated defensive lineman in the league. This guy is a beast. He doesn't get the credit he deserves. And Christian Wilkins, Christian Wilkins is a monster and his I try not to look at the PFF too much but um his PFF grade was really high last year he had a great season including and that you already know the touchdown celebration after he got the touchdown catch against the Jets from Tua the big man touchdown and he jumped in the stands and he did that dance or whatever that was yeah that was pretty cool for that big man but um Christian Wilkins is a beast you see how many run he really helped in the run game last season. And yeah, we got Raekwon Davis. We got all these guys. And then Channing Tindall at linebacker is another guy. To re I'm really excited for Channing Tindall. He ran a 4-4-7 at the Combine. He's got he's a, he's a beast. I'm really excited for Channing Tindall at linebacker. He's going to probably be the guy to stop Josh Allen when we play the Bills. But um, anyway, Christian Wilkins, he was a guy. Or he was... Up there, 
for one most run stops by an interior defensive lineman for that statistic. He was up there in the top five with two Pro Bowl defensive linemen, Aaron Donald, who was at first place, and Cameron Hayward, who was at second place. That's crazy. Most interior run stops by a defensive li- interior defensive lineman, Christian Wilkins, was up there in the top five for that. That's crazy. Christian Wilkins, keep doing your thing. Um, I'm really excited for Christian Wilkins to have another great year. And we picked up, we did pick up the fifth year option on him this year. So I'm looking forward to seeing Christian Wilkins have another great season. Um, I'm excited for this defense. Jalen Phillips, he had the rookie, rookie Dolphins rookie sack record last year. He broke that. And Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle on offense, the wide receiver, he broke the all NFL all-time rookie record for rookie reception, most receptions by a rookie. He broke Anquan Bolden's record, and now he set a new record. Waddle set the new record, 104, I believe. He broke Anquan Bolden's rookie record that he had in his rookie season for most receptions by a rookie receiver. So, yeah, this is going to be an exciting training camp. I'm going to be having a lot more training camp coverage on my YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check it out. It's Finns TV 305. P H I N S TV 305 on YouTube. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that notification bell. Turn on all your notifications so you don't miss any Miami Dolphins content I got in there when I post a video or go live. And then make sure you guys share the videos. Hit the like, like the videos. And then comment down below on the videos. And then make sure you guys tell you guys, tell your friends. Everybody on YouTube, go check out this exclusive episode of the 305 Fins Podcast here on Spotify. Go tell them on YouTube to come check out this podcast episode. So, that being said, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. It's the it's Fins TV 305 signing out for the Fins TV 305 Fins Podcast right here on Spotify. Make sure you guys check out my YouTube channel, Fins TV 305. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Training camp starts tomorrow. Fins up. Peace.